we get into this episode, I am delighted to say this conversation is supported by SOP, aka Sense of Place. SOP is a body care and fragrance brand rooted in Norfolk that draws inspiration from the local landscape to create beautiful products that look amazing while also doing their little bit for the planet. We just can't get enough of their gorgeous scents with bergamot, eucalyptus and narrowly that bring that spa experience straight to your bathroom. And what's more, leaving a small carbon footprint is at the core of SOP, so everything from bottling to fulfilment happens in Norfolk. We couldn't think of a better brand to support this conversation with time, where wellness and nature is at the heart of everything that happens. Now, let's get into the conversation. Hello and welcome to Curated Spaces, the podcast that explores the stories behind spaces reimagining how we stay, work and play. Join me, Molly Cooper, as I sit down with founders, owners and thought leaders to hear about their journey of bringing a space to life. Great spaces shape our lives. They inspire, nurture and connect us. But most importantly, they bring us together to share life's milestones with the people who mean the most to us. So whether you're a traveller, foodie or design seeker, join us as we celebrate the power of spaces and the brilliant people behind them. Today I'm tucked away in the village of Southwold amidst the rolling green hills and honeycomb villages of the Cotswolds. I'm feeling incredibly lucky we sat here in what can only be described as one of Britain's finest hotels, Time. In fact, this collection of buildings feels more like a village than a hotel, with its Oxbarn restaurant, meadow spa, and even a school offering cookery, painting, and flourishy classes. Joining me is Karen Hibbert, who has spent the past two decades bringing to life this remarkable space with nature at its core. Karen, I'm so delighted to have you on the podcast. Welcome to Creative Spaces. How are you doing today? Well, thank you very much for having me. I'm very excited to be talking to you. Thank you. <laughs> no, not at all. Time has been on my list for so many years. So it feels like such a privilege to be here in this beautiful space. Um, but before we dive into its story, I'd love to start with you and hear about your story and how you've ended up here in this beautiful part of the world. Well, thank you very much. Um, I always wanted to live in the country, uh, countryside. And um, I married my husband and we were living in London. My husband had a film production company in Soho. And I was working as a doctor, so we were very much living in London, but um, I'm very happy in London, but um, I really wanted to be in the country and um, we didn't really know where to go. And and, and um, my, my husband's family grew up um, near Oxford and we knew this part of the world has been particularly lovely and a house came up for sale and we came and we saw it and we bought it. We didn't really look at anything else. Um, and that's how we ended up ended up here. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, about myself, yes, sorry, I was working as a doctor. I, I was working um, very hard as an obstetrician and gynaecologist mm-hmm. um, throughout various teaching hospitals in London um, through before I, I married and then actually through having the children, yeah. I, I worked in medicine. Um, my husband was a was a you know, worked very hard too with his with his film production company, mm-hmm. mainly doing um, you know, iconic commercials, 
Um, he used to do um, Tony Tiger and <laughs> Snap Crackle Pop and some children's TV, Tractor Tom and mm. uh, Farm and Sam. Um, and actually having a family, you need somebody that's um, at home. And mm. for me, family is the most important thing of all. And I wanted to be a mummy. I wanted to make yeah. a home. And so I took the decision to stand down from from my medicine it just really didn't um didn't allow me to be a, a homemaker mm -hmm. and i did always think i would go back actually but i i i, I felt dare i say it, liberated oh. when i when i when i stopped because i was able to you know manage my own time and also discover that the world has got lots of other lovely things in it mm. but medicine and science is very much at my core my my father was a, a physicist and an entrepreneur and you know science was at the heart of everything that um that we loved as a family yeah. and nature actually my mother mm -hmm. was um, a great gardener and a lover of of nature so we grew up you know with with those two big influences really I when I when I gave up medicine I became involved with them um, did some charity work raising money for children's hospice and during that I sort of came across the world of food and wine mm -hmm. um, of art and of fashion in our fundraising and I I loved them all yeah. um, and so um, when we moved here um, and I started to create time um, all of those things have been important experiences that I've had that I've bought to create what, what yeah. we've created here. And yeah. I think that's such an interesting fusion between this background of science and medicine in this world of hospitality and pleasure. And I know we're going to go into that. Yeah. Um, but before we do, let's just set the scene for people listening in. We're here in this beautiful corner of the world. Do you mind just telling people a little bit about the local area? Yes, so we are just on the edge of the Cotswolds here, just on the border with Oxfordshire, mm -hmm. meets Gloucestershire. Um, and we're in, um, in a, at the end of a valley um, of the River Leach, which is a very mm -hmm. short river, which means that um, it's, it, it actually only, only comes up through the limestone a couple of miles upstream mm -hmm. from here. Um, and so it's beautifully clear, clean mm -hmm. water, which is actually very rare. I mean, I, I'm sure everyone has heard about um, all the difficulties we're mm -hmm. having with pollution in our rivers and we're very lucky here because we have a, an absolutely pristine river um, and it meanders through the farm here it's a Cotswold stone village we live in a Cotswold stone it's a it's a manorial Cotswold manorial estate mm -hmm. where the buildings have been built from stone that has been dug out of the land here and as you drive into the estate there's um there's a an area which is of covered with trees now but that is the old quarry that where the stone yeah. was dug to um to build many of the mm -hmm. of the uh, buildings i mean the history goes back a very long way i mean it's a it's an idyllic green verdant space um so um the the, uh, the manor house goes back over a thousand years wow. we have a we have a saxon arch in it wow. um and you know, it, it it does have a very interesting history, um, and it's 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 a uh, it's evolved over the years as people have added on. Mm -hmm. It's very much like time, really, which has evolved over 
Brilliant. Over the last 20 years. Okay, mm. well, let's go into that then. So you you found the, the manor house originally with all these amazing old agricultural buildings. Yes. I'd love to know what was going through your mind when you saw it and the journey from there over the last, I mean, two decades now, really. Yes. Well, we bought the manor house <laughs> and the barns were actually be, being built, had been sold separately. Ah. And um, there had been a long battle um to um stop them being turned into housing mm-hmm. um and actually just as we arrived i think the planning permission had came through to 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 turn them into housing and and we were approached by the village to you know to to buy these buildings because they are quite integral to the house as well mm-hmm. um and in a mad moment, we, we we bought the buildings, and I, I, I certainly looked at them and thinking, God, goodness, what are we going to do with them? They're yeah. they're they're big big buildings. Um, I I I did the project with my father. My father actually was the one that bought bought the barns, um, and he was at a stage in his life when he um, he he loved old buildings. Mm-hmm. He he loved you know mending things, and um, and also the the technology, the science side of it to put in, you know, interesting heating systems and things, embracing all the eco technology of, of ground source um, and other 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 sort of um, technologies was was what really turned him on. Mm-hmm. Um, but also a purist at heart, somebody that um, my father loved uh, the fact that they were working buildings. Um, he loved the fact that they had big, pure spaces and are um mission really was to give them new useful purpose but mm-hmm. actually keep them architecturally pure and not to divide up the spaces mm-hmm. um and he said to me you know i'm going to restore the buildings you put you put a business in it so that's where i was talking about how time has has really come from yeah. all of all of the things that i've i i knew about through my my earlier journey mm-hmm. um and actually the things that i love so yeah. um the well, things yeah. that are important to me. Well, I'd love to dive into that because I know that time is built on some very strong underlying philosophies and nature, for example, is really at the heart of everything that goes on here. Mm. Could you tell me a bit more about bringing this concept mm. to life and the different pillars within it? Yes. Well, to start with, as I said, they are agricultural buildings. Mm-hmm. And for us, um, you know, they, they in in their heart, they speak to the land. And for 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 us, it was really important that they continue to do that. I mean, I grew up um, in a home where we used to grow all our own vegetables and um, we, we, we were taught to understand about, you know, the detail, the small things which do really matter. Um, and when we were looking at putting things into the barns here, I wanted them to continue to work with the farm here. So, um, you know, the cookery school was the first thing we did. Um, and that was very much about people coming um, down here and walking onto the farm, picking their own vegetables, understanding and seeing where things came from and actually understanding seasonality. Mm-hmm. We all talk about it now all the time, yeah. but when, when we started, really there were no cookery schools and people really didn't know. It wasn't something that people were talking about. So um, it, it, it is amazing. Even Even now, you know, you will have people that, haven't haven't had the luxury of being mm-hmm. able to grow their own vegetables, not ever having dug up some potatoes or seeing where these things come from. So um, 
that 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 is where it really started with the connection to nature. I think um, it's moved on to embrace um, certainly nature in a in a broader perspective. Mm. You know, it all. Uh, we have some wild spaces here about conservation of, of wild spaces for me is also um, incredibly important about how we balance agriculture with the wild. And so having a, a farm that produces some food has some spacing for grazing. So we, we have our own flock of sheep here, which um, again, um, supply the restaurant. And then we have these wild spaces where really the, the, those spaces are managed to allow nature to thrive. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's brilliant. And I know that we'll get on to Bertioli a bit more, mm. um, but this whole concept of scent and breath work and it is yes. like this fundamental thing underlying the space. And it really brings together your background and science, but in this incredibly beautiful way. Yes. I'd love to hear a bit about a that. A bit about that. Yes. Well, I mean, before I tell you about that, mm-hmm. I, I just would um, sort of talk about um, you know, time being, as I said, everything we love. So it's certainly about people coming to stay here. It's about building the spaces, mm. making it, making, colouring those in with, uh, with, with our, um, with, with beautiful bedrooms and 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 restaurant, restaurants. Um, so eating and drinking and having a lovely time is is super important. Um, the botanicals are the thing that is particularly special to mm. time as a place. Um, and that was, I I love um, plants and and we actually named all of the. Um, of course it's called thyme which is a culinary herb all of the bedrooms um, have been called after Mm. culinary herbs and when we got when we came to creating the restaurant here my son was you know a chef um it came a bit too early for him he wasn't he didn't feel quite grown up enough to have the responsibility for this this what was a is a very huge and big project and um but we i said to him look you know you be involved with creating it if you don't want to be the head chef totally understand that Mm -hmm. we can we can we can hire somebody to do that um so we we designed the spaces together and we got to the point where he said no i I, we're going to advertise for a head chef um and i said well you can help interview and we had he did his first interview for somebody and he came in and saw me afterwards he said mum i want to do it myself so that was when he took the step to, to be the head chef. And when we were coming to brand it, you know, it is an ox farm. It was built for housing the oxen mm. that, that ploughed the fields. It's got this beautiful um, stone um, carving of an yeah. ox barn above the uh, above the arch. It's a very grand building. Mm. And I thought, well, Charlie, you know, time is very feminine. It's all about plants and, and, and botanicals and flowers, which, of course, is what I love. Um, does he want to, do you want to do the ox barn? We've got the opportunity to really make it sort of manly and you can have a, you know, picture of an ox on it and all of this sort of yeah. thing. Anyway, unbeknown to me, he he had picked up some of my drawings um, and took them to London and um, worked up his branding, which involved my botanical art and came back and said, I want to, it oh. to be, I know, oh, so sweet. <laughs> And um, and so we started. We opened it with 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 the paintings of my botanicals, yeah. which really told the story of the the vegetable garden, where people's mm-hmm. food came from, and the seasons. 
So that's where the, the beginning of the botanical um, art started mm. to come into the story of time. Um, and actually, as people came and, and, and saw the menus, they absolutely loved, well, loved Charlie's food, but also actually loved the the uh, paintings and yeah. started to want to collect them yeah. and take them home and frame them and all of this sort of thing. And and that's when we sort of started to think, well, I always wanted to, to, to bring pattern into mm. whatever we did. Um, I love colour and pattern mm -hmm. for me. That's really important. Yeah. And, you know, much as I love pure, simple spaces, to have, to bring colour and pattern into it and to use that colour and pattern to tell the stories of the land here was was how I wanted to make here a special place. Mm. And so um, I, I had to start to work with one or two other artists to help us to create that pattern um, and certainly work, spoke to several, you know, super talented um, artists that did some lovely things for us, but they weren't exactly what I wanted. <laughs> and actually when my uh, uh, drawing started to get, you know, noticed, it gave me the confidence to um, mm -hmm. start to develop our own patterns, yeah. which I do with my husband actually. So mm -hmm. he, he, with his sort of animation uh. background is, is, is quite good with a, uh, able to, to help, Mm -hmm. um, lift those paintings off the paper yeah. and help to create patterns from them. So we're, we're a bit of a team now at that. So our patterns of nature is certainly one of the things that's very important mm -hmm. here. Um, and we've now just launched our um, new fabric and wallpaper mm -hmm. collections, as well as our table linens, um, which are all patterns that are drawn from nature here. Yeah. Um, and when we redecorate bedrooms now, we're beginning to use our own fabrics and wallpapers, which is very exciting. Yeah. So, of course, yes, we have our we have our vegetable gardens. We have our, our menus curated by Charlie and hopefully the lovely seasonal food. Well, definitely the lovely se seasonal <laughs> food. And we have our, our, our patterns. Yeah. And um, the patterns are brilliant because they are beautifully done. I can see why people wanted to take them home and frame them. Yes. And they and you really use them as sort of the, the core, you know, foundation to build the rest of the design and exactly. the concept upon. And like you were saying, there's there these beautiful patterns, these prints, and there's colour, but it's still so calm. And looking around this gorgeous room where we're in, this incredibly calming shade of very pale, almost gr like grey green. Yes. And you were saying earlier, you, you think you've single-handedly kicked off the green. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, lo I love the colour green, and I, I I just think there is something, you know, it, it actually is an, it, you know, once you look into the psychology of co colour, mm -hmm. green is a colour that really instills calm. It's, yeah. it's a colour that's actually really good for us, which is no surprise actually yeah. because it is it is the, the predominant color of of, of nature mm -hmm. um i sort of treat it as our neutral um mm -hmm. because it's amazing you can put any color with green yeah. and it actually goes mm -hmm. so uh, and green in itself is an incredibly interesting color because you know it, it has a whole spectrum mm -hmm. of diversity within it right going back to the sort of blue side of it all the way through to the much more sort of pale yeah. yellowy um, um, all the way through. Um, and so having that as our sort of neutral allowed us to sort of bring that, um, the outside in, but also mm -hmm. give us a foundation where we can add all sorts of pattern 
and actually natural botanicals. You know, mm. we grow all our flowers here. We have beautiful um, cutting gardens. Um, and, you know, the spaces are with this neutral um, background. We can put in, you know, daffodils in spring and it can be very yellow. Mm. Um, and in the summertime, bring in all sorts of other colours um, and change the space. So the space can very much evolve and speak with the land because we're able to change it with um, with with the evolving seasons. Mm -hmm. I think the other thing is that um, my mother said to me once, which is quite interesting. I was I was choosing bulbs. I was getting very worried about what color combinations I should have of bulbs and 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 how the gardens should, what was tasteful and you know I think I think there's been this great move away from needing to have certain flowers being um out of fashion mm. um you know dahlias are a, a, a fantastic example sarah raven brilliant sarah raven um has made us all love dahlias whereas mm. before they were really very much thought of as rather sort of uh, rather in poor taste and yeah. what a shame that is um but my mother said to me as i was i was choosing she said darling nothing clashes in nature and i thought that's such a brilliant saying because actually do you know what it doesn't yeah um and i think that sort of liberation of having particularly with the paintings as well and using the uh, beautiful natural pigments that you get in in watercolors you know everything everything mm. works together because they are patterns drawn from nature and they do all sort of sit very very nicely together so i love that i love the challenge of um putting unexpected colors together an unexpected pattern actually and mm -hmm. I, I think for me the best spaces are eclectic they they probably don't look designed they have um evolved um through time through telling story of where you've traveled what mm -hmm. what, what what the history of of um of the buildings as well um and for me those are those are the perfect the perfect spaces really and yeah. Um, I like things not to be too perfect. I, I love that you say that. And it really reminds me of something we mentioned just earlier. And I think that you can feel the moment you walk in into time is this is this has been a labor of love. This is mm. a family run space. You're here, your two children are here you yeah. did it with your father, your husband. This hasn't been you got a big check off an investor and you just ticked off the to do list. Mm, this no. has been years of love and care and attention. It has. And I think you can feel that in everything from the design through to Bertioli and now your new wellness, the breathing yes. work that yes. you have here. It's yes. just, everything feels incredibly organic and yes. from a place of love. Yes. Yeah. Good. Well, that's that's where it has come. <laughs> Excellent. Yes, and talking about the scent, you asked me about mm. the scent earlier. Um, I mean, for me, you know, the absolute perfect room um is a room that smells beautiful mm. and i think that um when you begin to have the luxury of 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 thinking about how a room is going mm -hmm. to smell you know you've kind of got there, got there. Mm -hmm. um you're not worrying about the plumbing or the or the the wiring or where the lights yeah. are going to be or what you're, you've done all that and mm -hmm. now it's just adding that last moment yeah. of 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 perfection mm. really and scent is an incredibly important thing mm. and you know it is something that i think we've often overlooked yeah 
Um, I think that, um, you know, COVID, the dreaded COVID, perhaps um, was something that made us all begin to appreciate our sense of smell a little bit more because it um, affected and mm-hmm. challenged our, our sense of smell. But it is the thing that has actually out of all of our senses, a lot of research shows that actually the sense of smell is the most important mm-hmm. um, sense that has a profound effect on our well-being and how yeah. we feel. It's very, very closely interlinked with taste, actually. And it's, it, is, it is more important than taste. Mm. If your food doesn't smell nice, you're not going to want to eat it. Mm. And actually, a lot, you know, when people lose their sense of smell, um, it is said that it has more of a, an effect on their well-being than even losing a leg. Funnily yeah. enough, it's it's a very very important sense. Mm. Um, so, actually, it's a lovely thing because it does. You walk into a room that smells gorgeous, and you will. Mm. It, it is also one of the senses. It has a very special link um, in our brain to um, through the limbic system, very mm-hmm. closely linked with memory and emotion, and it has that ability to make you feel nice without you really thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And that power of scent is something that we've brought into our beauty because it, without you thinking about it, it automatically switches off your stress response and switches on your rest and digest. So the scent that we've developed here for our our spaces was really um, something that was integral into us developing our whole well-being brand, Bertioli, Mm -hmm. which is my maiden name. Um, and, um, we, we, first of all, there's a lot of waste, um, in hotels. And Mm -hmm. and one of the things we've really tried to do is to try and decrease Mm -hmm. the amount of waste. It's quite shocking, actually. Um, you know, the bathroom is certainly our carbon footprint in the bathroom is, is, is a significant one. You know, if you think about how many bottles of shampoo and conditioner we all have every year in our, in our share, if you add them all up, there's a lot of plastic bottles mm-hmm. there. And particularly in a hotel when you've got 30 rooms, yeah. you know, that's a, that's a lot of waste. Um, slippers were another thing. Mm. People expect slippers, disposable slippers. We thought we're not going to have any of those things. Yeah. Um, and in creating the products that go into the bathroom, we wanted to decrease our carbon and plastic footprint. So we've developed a, a solid bar that goes into mm. the bathroom, which is I think was, you know, quite difficult to the point where, you know, people are coming away, they actually just want something that really, really works and they want something that's special. Mm. So the challenge of giving people that, you know, haven't particularly used solid formulations and not giving them any other option is was quite brave. The great thing about it is actually our, our bar really, really works beautifully and it is all you need. And people do go away thinking, yes, you know this this works and um and 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 changing um the way that they the the carbon footprint of their own bathroom at home i mean the other thing that makes it very um very special i think is its scent um and um we've talked about nature we've talked about my career in um medicine and obstetrics and gynecology um and we've talked about time and the development of time being a space where we want people to relax and take a deep breath, take a little time. And really the scent that we've created embodies 
all of those things. Um, it's a scent that has been born in our wild water meadows here. These spaces are things which only over the last five or so years have I really been able to sorry, look closely at um, what we have there. Mm -hmm. And we've been working with the British Trust for Ornithology, mm -hmm. who've been doing um, a study of the bird life there. Um, and the amazing thing that we've discovered is that we have a whole cohort of, of birds that are migratory from sub-Saharan Africa. These birds weigh virtually nothing, 10, 12 grams. Yeah. Um, you can hold them in the palm of your hand. Um, and they fly these amazing distances um, every year to be in our water meadows. And I think that's such a clear illustration of how important it is mm -hmm. for us to look after these spaces because if they, if they go, there's nowhere for them to go. Yeah. I think the other extraordinary thing about it is we talk about it being a golden thread because those the flight of those birds really links us to far-flung spaces around the world and really clearly illustrate that we have those very clear connections with 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 nature and wild spaces in, for instance, sub-Saharan Africa. Mm. Um, but also how the world is very small and, you know, decisions that we make here actually do have um, impact far and wide. Mm -hmm. um, so the scent is from those water meadows and, and I want the scent to sort of inspire people to want to learn a little bit about the wild spaces they come from. Mm -hmm. um, but secondly, we've used some of the wonderful botanicals that grow in the meadow to has been the foundation of the scent. I mean, I wanted to have a spa experience here that was very right for here. Um, and if you walk in the meadows in summer time, you, you, you take that deep breath. I've talked about scent being mm. so important in, in our wellbeing. Um, and actually the meadows are full of, 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 of wild water mint. And they've incredibly rich in, um, in in essential oils that as you walk through, you can smell the mint and it makes you want to take this lovely deep breath. So we used the mints. We have several different uh, mints. Mint, mint, mint is um, quite interesting because it's there's lots of different varieties of it and they tend to sort of um, uh, cross um, breed between. So you get different sorts yeah. of sorts of mints. Um, and we've used these wild mints in our, our um, water meadow fragrance. Um, and the thing about it is it is is it makes you want to take this deep, deep breath. Mm -hmm. um, so that we, I wanted a Thai breathing into our whole philosophy here of our spa is somewhere where people come to take a little time to take a deep breath. Mm -hmm. So um, really incorporating that into our wellness experience. I know breathing is now becoming something that everybody is interested in. When we started creating this pre-pandemic, it, it wasn't something that people were really thinking about. It. And again, mm. I think it's COVID that has inspired us to really value our, the power of breath. And how we breathe is, um, is something that's really important. And if we learn how to take a deep breath well. We really can tap into our mm. physiology and 
switch off our stress response and switch on our rest and digest. And that is something that I wanted in our, in our, in our brand. So it is, it is teaching people how to take a deep breath. Well, our little pot sort of is there to remind you to do that. So we've developed this little ritual, which um, is the Bertioli breathing ritual. The idea is that you can take your little pot home with you, your little pot of magic scent full of lovely wild water meadows. Take that deep breath and um, learn how to retune your engine. I mean, mm. I, I, I do, if you think of a car that's over revved, um, you know, it's not going to last as well. It's going to mm. go wrong. It needs to go back to the garage a bit quicker and it's the sa- sooner and it's the same with, with our own physiology, if we are stressed, that chronic stress, low-grade stress is incredibly detrimental mm-hmm. to our health. Um, and learning how to manage that um, and that actually we can turn that off is a very powerful tool for life. Um, and I wanted to bring that into our whole philosophy and our whole beauty range, really, in some ways, using that word beauty to define not just looking beautiful, but actually being in a beautiful place, beauty for the mind. It has taking a deep breath well, um, and that's breathing through your diaphragm, will literally switch off your stress response. It, It will lower your blood pressure. It will lower your pulse rate. It diverts the way your blood is being pumped around your body towards the digestive tract. It will help you to um, detoxify, basically. Um, It will improve your immunity. It will help with um, your digestion, with irritable bowel. It has profound effects on our physiology. And understanding that is really powerful. the problem is, is when we're stressed, we forget <laughs> to take that deep breath, of course. And having a scent, maybe a little pot in your mm. will remind you to do that. Um, so, yeah, that's the that's the, the ethos behind the. I the, think that's the, such the a special angle to explore beauty through, and we're in a world where everything is two D. It's on Instagram. It's in pictures online, and actually coming at it from this. The other side where it's scent and being present in a space, putting the phone away, breathing, exactly. disconnecting, getting yeah. in touch with yourself. And then even when you've left that space, you can have that scent and it can transport you straight back exactly. there. Exactly. I think that's incredibly special. Yeah. Um, and yeah, really, you can feel that again through the design, through everything here. It, it sort of keys all together, doesn't it? Good. Yeah, I think it does now. You know, yeah. it's it's been a long time coming and building all of those different pillars of the pattern and the scent and of course the place and the restaurant we we have to talk about and the bedrooms and all of the different things actually in building hospitality business um it is very hard Mm -hmm. um and you know it's all about the team which i haven't really spoken about yet but um should talk about briefly yeah let's talk about the team because yeah as we mentioned this is very much a family a family business it is your your children are now running the day-to-day really they are brave brave children (laughs) well i think that they've grown up with it you know they've Mm -hmm. watched us uh really strive to restore the estate um 
So it's in their, it's in their DNA, it's in their blood. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, um, you know, they, I got to a point where I thought, you know, why am I doing this? You know, it, it only really became something that I, I, I needed them to want to do it too. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said, family is so important. Um, and so, you know, both my son and my, my, my eldest son and my youngest daughter have got a middle son as well. who very sensibly is doing his own thing at the moment, <laughs> Loved it. but loves it here. His wife has been helping, loves it here too. So it's, so it is very much a family business, but you know, I think to really, to really understand and do something, you've got to love, love it. And actually, mm. um, that is, that comes through, I think, with the fact that, uh, that, that the children are involved and really help to build build the team here mm-hmm. and that that's been a, a, a great challenge yeah. you know obviously hospitality was something that was very affected by the pandemic um and we are in the middle of nowhere here you know mm-hmm. and that also makes it difficult but i think building a community you know it's an old estate it was always something that needed community to make it work and and actually we've we've rekindled that um, spirit of community mm-hmm. within our team most people live locally um and um you know that comes through um stability comes through time through people having worked for you for a long time um and we do have a really super team now with a really diverse set of skills you know mm-hmm. from obviously people that work in the garden um, we builders and maintenance people, teams in the kitchen, the front of house teams, the entertainers, yeah. um, the hotel front of house teams, the fabulous housekeepers, you know, mm-hmm. not a glamorous job, but really, really important mm-hmm. that everywhere is looking perfect. Um, I'm going to have missed out something there, but, um, <laughs> um, you know, PR, marketing, or, you know, it's 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 there's a lot of different departments yeah. that you need to all knit together to, exactly. you know, make something happen in a sort of seamless, mm-hmm. hopefully seamless and yeah. And I always find you know spaces they're nothing without the people behind them. No. It, it's the team, it's the person that greets you, it's the person who gives you your cocktail before dinner. It's, it's bringing it, them to life, it's isn't it? Exactly mm-hmm. that, exactly that. And I think. It, this really reminds me of something we spoke about just earlier, which said wellness isn't just having a green smoothie or, you know, this aspiring to skinny, beautiful. No. It's connecting with people you love. It's having that martini and dinner and glass of wine. It it's is. connecting with others it, it in is. beautiful spaces with lovely it things is. around you. It it absolutely is. And, and, and that's the thing, isn't it? We are complicated creatures that mm. are, you know, affected by everything around us yeah. so it is multi-sensorial and and beauty is such a gorgeous word because it it needs to it can go through everything from the way things look the way they mm-hmm. feel um the way things work of course is very important about how you how how you how you walk through a space mm-hmm. um the, the, the guest journey um and yes the people that are in it you know I say to all the team, you're in the, the you're in the uh, entertainment business. You know, <laughs> basically they are. 
entertainers. Um, it's about smiling and making people feel welcome. Um, and that's the thing. It is all, it's a very personal project to us. Um, so when things aren't right, it does affect us. Mm. Personally, it affects our happiness, actually. We're, we're much happier when everything's going super smoothly <laughs> and everybody's happy. Yeah. Um, that's, that's our nirvana, really. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, before we go, I just want to have a take a step back and look at the next chapter for time. Okay. I know you stepped into more of a sort of getting involved with the creative side of things, leaving the day-to-day with mm-hmm. your children. But what do you think this next chapter or this next phase of time looks like? And what are you most excited about for that? Well, I think it is um the coloring in yeah so i would say it is the coloring in so it is the pattern and the scent um um and really the journey as well i think i think the last thing that will be to bring in is to bring bring the food um into our retail side which we Mm -hmm. don't at the moment but um but the interior fabrics and wallpapers um the the that that whole thing when we're redecorating our bedrooms, we're beginning to, mm. to put those into the rooms. That that's exciting. Um and we do want our patterns to tell stories. So um, you know, each pattern has a story of the plant or the tree that it's come from. And actually it's it's so interesting. I mean, I've been I've done a tomato vine fabric and um I was writing a little um bit about it a bit of a blog for the um for for, for our for our uh, magazine the times researching the tomato and and you know it's so interesting yeah. i mean the tomato is a south american vine mm-hmm. it didn't come to europe until the beginning of the um 16th century it was bought mm-hmm. by the spaniards who'd invaded the aztecs no. the aztecs had cultivated this um this this berry it's a berry um and used it in their cooking it was brought back to spain where it was first bought as an ornamental plant um and um it was only relatively uh, another hundred years later that people actually started to eat it um and you know that whole diversity of how the tomato looks today has all come through people starting to eat it was first as i said the royal palaces in spain it then mm-hmm. went into um france where it's called the pomme d'amour the apple of love um and um and farmers would collect the seeds and from the most successful plant and you know you've got a huge diversity of of geography within spain and italy you've got the alps in the north mm. with altitude you've got the very hot dry arid so people that's led to the tomato all these different heritage varieties of tomato um and nobody you know it's it is interesting isn't it all that all that from one little one little tomato which is brilliant (laughs) i think that's really kind of gets to the core of this space is taking the time out to look at these little small humble things in nature and just celebrate them in their story it is exactly yeah now, before we go, I have three questions I okay. ask every guest. Okay. I'm going to ask you um, to think of the first space that comes to mind. It can be any space. It can be somewhere you've been, somewhere you want to go. Um, in the whole world? In or the whole world? world, wherever you like. So the first one is somewhere you you escape to, to get away from it all, to detox, to recenter. For me? Yeah. I would be in a tent. A 
tent? I would be in a tent in um, in northern Kenya. Oh, wow. That's where I would be um, with a bit of a backup team that can make sure that we're safe. But I would be in a tent that gave me all the, all the things I need, but nothing more. Oh. Um, so simple, but amazing but perfect nice a nice pillow mm. um but yes i i would be in the middle of the wilds wow. of africa with they star yes. starry skies above. starry skies the roar of a lion at night yeah that's <laughs> Ooh, where i'd rather you than me <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what it's fabulous if you've ever been no but I'm you dying have to, to go you. because it is life-changing really okay. fabulous i get yeah. that booked in then <laughs> it's where you really experience um wild the mm -hmm. wild and yeah. you know you we don't really much more difficult to do that here yeah and it is quite interesting actually because it is where you also realize that everyone talks about how they want to live in nature and mm. but actually nature is not always our friend you know yes. it is tough out there mm -hmm. and you know you only need to look at how you know the wildlife has to survive through mm -hmm. through hedgehogs for instance yeah. you know um, they're having a jolly challenging time. Exactly. Um, that's why we need to look after their habitats that they yes. love. You're a bit to help them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'd be in Africa. Okay. Brilliant first answer. Kenya. Yeah. Um, number two, your ultimate birthday party. Where are you hosting it? Well, I think it would be here. Fair it would enough. be in my home. Um, mm. And it would be with friends and family. Yeah. Um, eating food from our farm and gardens um, cooked probably by my son mm. um, and my wonderful um, housekeeper called Renata who's just a saint um, and we'd have um, some lovely after dinner entertainment actually music's very important in mm. our, our in our lives my husband is a, a guitarist he loves playing the guitar yeah. and um, he often sings after dinner and we all have a bit of a sing and a dance, which is great fun. That sounds wonderful. Mm. Brilliant. Yes. Okay, and final one. Mm -hmm. This is your once in a lifetime bucket list trip. Where are you going and are you staying anywhere special? Oh, goodness. Um, well, I, I I think it would be, it would be to start at the southern tip of the African continent mm. and to travel through all of those amazing countries through wow. Namibia, through the um, through Botswana, through the desert basins there, up to the Okavango, up on through Zambia, through, wow. I'd want to see the gorillas. I'd want to go to the Congo. Mm. I want to go to the Congo. I haven't seen gorillas. Yeah. I want to sit in the jungles of basin where our cuckoos fly to you see yes oh you can so that's amazing again. isn't it you think that the cookies that arrive here yeah have been in the congo basin wow wow um and then i'd want to go all the way on up to the um the sahara mountains at the mm. base of the sahara and then i'd leave it i definitely don't want to go through the sahara <laughs> get back on a plane yeah it's quite a trip isn't it? <laughs> quite a trip but that would be my bucket list and i'd i'd, I'd take a long time doing it if I could enjoy it enjoy have a year off oh, well it's been such a pleasure uh, thank you so much for sharing the story behind this incredible space thank you so much for coming it's been lovely to meet you <laughs>
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Curated Spaces podcast. For more information and content around any of the spaces we feature, head to our website or Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe to have new episodes delivered straight to your inbox every Wednesday. And if there's a special place in your life that you'd like to hear on the Curated Spaces podcast, please do get in touch as we're always on the lookout for more brilliant spaces to share with the world. <laughs>